police in the morning. Price stars as a suave, eccentric millionaire who invites five guests to spend the night in sinister haunted house, offering each $10,000, but only if they survive until morning, restored and in color. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here for B-Movie's best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, uh, beginning Ghost Month with, um, you know, another curse of fuckery from the uh, the streaming gods. We, uh... <laughs> We're planning on doing Frighteners from 1996, but uh, it was taken down from Peacock and Tubi recently. So uh, Apparently it was only there for Halloween season. So. A good old standby is to look for a Vincent Price movie, and we found, of course, the classic 1959 House on Haunted Hill. Spoiler warning if you haven't seen it in the last, you know, like 64 years. But uh, you heard what the one Amazon.com description of the colorized version had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Paul, go ahead and start us off. All right, let's do the uh, top first. Um, number three, so there was a mystery in this and an interesting twist, so that was always really cool. Um, number two, it was not very long. It was only about an hour and 15 minutes, so um, there was this constantly stuff going on. It flowed pretty well. And number one, Vincent Price is always awesome, especially his interactions with his uh, wife Annabelle in this movie and their Threatening to kill each other constantly. Their banter back and forth was just amazing. So, for me, number three was actually uh, one, of, one of Paul's. The movie was very well paced. It's 74 minutes long. They didn't waste any of the time. There was always something happening and a reason that they were doing things. And even the dialogue, there was no filler. It was just moving the plot along to the end game. Number two. The character of Pritchard, the drunk, and all of his ghost <laughs> stories, everywhere they go in the house, and this is where, and he reaches into the couch and pulls out a knife. He used this knife to cut them up, and their heads were never found. Like, he, was just, he, he just set the mood for the movie so well. But even though he set the mood, the one who killed it, of course, in the number one, Vincent Price... And the dynamic between him and the actress that played his wife. I can't tell you any of the other actresses or actresses in the movie. But the characters, Vincent Price and his wife, the best part of the film. So I guess that leaves the bottom three. All right, number three. Um, so, I mean, it's a house. It's called A House on Haunted Hill. Going into this, I didn't know anything about it. I was expecting it to be more of a horror film, but it was really more of a thriller mystery, which I don't have a problem with, but... Wasn't what I expected it to be going into it. Number two, some of the special effects are really comical, especially in color, because we watched the color version. I'm assuming the in black and white, it probably wasn't as goofy looking, but um, yeah, some of it's just really funny, like the uh, skeleton at the end where that um, was supposed to be Vincent Price's character. That was really funny. There's like a severed head that clearly looks like a mask. It's, um, yeah, it, it's definitely... Um, Shows its age, to say the least. And number one, it just kind of abruptly ended, like, um, Vincent Price, spoiler alert, he, um, tr- his, so, his... He wins. Uh, yeah, he wins, <laughs> yeah, and then he just kind of leaves, and that's the end of it, like, do the other people, do the house kids get their money, like, what happens? I don't know, but I feel like there should have been more to the end. So, for me, number three... There are several times where the actors break the fourth wall and just stare into the camera and talk directly to the audience. 
It happens right at the beginning of the movie. Once in the middle of the movie, after everyone is at the uh, the hotel, not the hotel, but the house, like, I don't know if it's to imply that, like, you as the audience are the ghosts or, or what. And then at the end of the movie, once again, one of the characters just stares right into the camera and talks to the audience. And for this being a, you know, fairly serious thriller, comedy, horror, whatever movie, like, to have those fourth wall breaks is very out of character with the rest of the film. Number two, even though I said everything has its place in this movie, the newspaper columnist character really didn't. She was just there because there's supposedly seven ghosts and seven guests and seven hours until the end of the night or what have you, something with the number seven. She's just there. And number one, kind of like Paul said, Everything that happens in the last 10 minutes of the movie is ridiculously convoluted. I'm not sure if there are any ghosts, if they're not ghosts. Do the people survive? Do they get their money? Does the night ever end? Like, the, the movie just stops. And it's like there's more story to it that we've never gotten. Sadly. Well, something we didn't really mention was uh, the dialogue. So let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. Paul can start us off. Oh, wait, no. I'll start us off tonight with the ghosts are moving tonight. Hungry. Restless. You really believe in your pet ghosts, don't you? If I were going to haunt anybody, this would certainly be the house I do it in. We have some party favors for you in these little coffins. You can hear them at night. They whisper to each other and then cry. All you want to be is a lovely widow. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. And who would not like to be a lovely widow at, towards the end of their life, Paul? I mean, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't think it quite works for me for <laughs> many reasons, but, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, being lovely would be nice, I guess. <laughs> widow part, not so much. So... Let's give this film our final take. Remember, it's our final take. It's a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten. One being the best. Ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a three out of ten. I give it a two out of ten. So House on Haunted Hill is a whodunit ghost story that may or may not involve ghosts. A basic story of trap some people in a house with the promise of money brought to greatness by none other than Vincent Price and truly a su wonderful supporting cast. Nary a moment of the movie is wasted and thus seems to move even faster than its 74-minute runtime. The colorized version makes some of the special effects from the original black and white look pretty terrible, and the twists and turns of the plot are pretty hokey and a bit predictable. But nonetheless, it's quite enjoyable and deserving of its place as a classic horror film. So House on Haunted Hill from 1959, I should... should, should uh Make sure to note, this is the original, not the um, remake. I mean, Vincent Price is in it, so obviously. But um, it's a classic Vincent Price film that merges horror, mystery, and thriller into one entertaining experience. Vincent Price plays an eccentric millionaire who invites a group of unusual individuals to an allegedly haunted house, all while his wife Annabelle openly plans to murder him. It's ultimately more of a mystery thriller than a horror film than I was really expecting it to be, and some of the effects are kind of dated and some of the stuff in it's a bit hokey. However, between all the mystery and the, and the interesting twist and the great acting, especially by Vincent Price, I'd say it holds up surprisingly well. I don't know if the remake does or not. I've never actually seen it. But 
This one, I can definitely see why it's a classic. Well, you know we always have ways to drink away the splick. Drink away the splick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the splick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drink games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Pritchard talks about ghosts, take a drink. Number two, every time someone mentions the money, take a drink. Number three, whenever the word hysteria is used, take, fi- take a drink. And anytime someone leaves their room, take a drink. Every time someone talks about leaving the house, take a drink. Every time someone is carrying a gun, take a drink. Every time there's blood in the ceiling, take a drink. And every time Lauren and his wife threaten each other, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the splick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beam Mirror related, leave a comment here at iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's Bros. Follow us on Twitter at Bros. and personal Twitter at Paul. Check out all the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats, and chats on our website, BeamerBros.com, where we have news shows each week. Want to help support the show? Continue donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Well, we've come to the end of week one for, our, for Ghost Month, and uh, in the number one spot is obviously House on Haunted Hill from 59, the original. What a surprise. So, uh, you know, from House on Haunted Hill to uh, next week, we'll be taking a look at The House That Screamed from the year 2000. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next